So today we will be talking about dating and marriage. <sighs> um, first of all, my name is Maya Elias. Make sure that you give me a follow on TikTok and Instagram at Maya, which is spelled M as in Mary, A as in Apple, Y as in Yellow, A as in Apple, A as in Apple, E as in Elephant, E as in Elephant, L as in Larry, I as in Igloo, E as in Elephant, U as Umbrella, and S as in Snake. And you can find me again on TikTok and Instagram. So, today the reason why I wanted to talk about dating was because I had put a poll up on my Instagram page basically just asking what type of topics that I should address and as a newly I don't want to say broken up with but kind of yeah it was a mutual breakup and you know there's a lot there that we're not going to talk about and we're not going to unpack together because that's for another time and for when I'm more prepared to talk about it in a more level-headed manner um, so essentially I want to first get to know each other because as you all start listening to my podcast, I'm pretty sure you're wondering who I am, what do I do, where am I from, and as you may know by the title, I have named this podcast the Miami Girl Podcast, and I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, and I am Cuban and Puerto Rican. I am very proud of my, you know, Latina side, but unfortunately, I do not speak Spanish. Please don't come for me about that. It's already, I know, I know I need to learn Spanish. I know I need to have that extra tool set so that I can get better jobs and make more money, XYZ. I have taken Spanish in my freshman year of college and I also did Florida Virtual Schools online which honestly taught me absolutely nothing so that's for one I just I was in high school like it was it it nothing nothing stuck it was what I already knew basically from like living in Miami and growing up there like I cannot have a full-blown Spanish conversation with someone because I can't follow along. I just, I can't. Um, when I go to restaurants and such like that, I am able to say like certain parts of my order in Spanish and be like, oh, cheque por favor, ay gracia, <laughs> oh bena, whatever, like that type of stuff, little simple things, but if you want to have a conversation with me, it's it's got to be it's got to be in English cuz I am a coconut as you all will probably already be thinking by this point of me talking about how bad I am at Spanish and being Cuban and Puerto Rican, whatever. So, um the question was put up on my Instagram what I should address and one of my friends responded that I should talk about dating. So, I feel that a good way to start this conversation is kind of just like going back to when I was younger leading up to my first boyfriend. I feel is a good explanation of like how the trajectory goes and all that. Um, you know, the things that I know now about relationships are very different than what I knew when I was 15, 16 years old. 
and I was getting into my first relationship and what I thought love was and you know my parents have been married now for like 34 years together they were basically sweethearts ever since they laid eyes on each other and that's just how it's been they've been pursuing each other since like my mom was like I don't know like 10 years old so they've been at it for quite quite some time with their love and growing up I saw that example of love in my home because my parents are together they've been married this whole time so in my interpretation of like love and marriage with seeing my parents is is that you know no one's perfect and each other comes with their own flaws that are things you know that you work towards together and you compromise for one another and you make sacrifices to make the other person happy um and you know the flaws that I see people kind of like going on Instagram about and they're like oh you know no relationship is perfect and like you all just want to find the perfect person and everyone has flaws and that's why you all are single xyz I think that that's just you know coming from like an ignorant place because there's certain flaws that I just personally would not put up with because when I was young and I was in my first relationship and I was you know looking for someone to validate me and to make me feel like I was beautiful and that I was important instead of finding it in myself I found myself with someone who wasn't whole for themselves and they weren't ready for me either and they didn't know what they wanted in their life so they allowed the worldly desires and the influence of their friends making fun of them to essentially cheat on me throughout that relationship and that first relationship really just kind of shaped the way that I felt about just like life in general I guess you could say like it was just like wow like you could unconditionally love someone and be the person that they say that they love so much and yet they would cheat on me over and over again and then give up on me after they're done abusing me essentially and that is why I don't put up with cheating (laughs) in any of my relationships um in my adulthood I know that that's a deal breaker for me like that's a flaw that I'm not working on with anyone so if I'm in a relationship with someone and they decide that they want to go ahead and do that you know okay go ahead (laughs) do what you want like at the end of the day there's millions of other people on this planet and someone will know the assignment and they won't cheat on me so you know that's just a being hopeful thing and you know being in my last relationship I learned a lot about what it's like to be loved by someone and how love isn't supposed to hurt and you know that you don't have to be cheated on in your relationships and I feel as though that that did help me and that kind of healed me in a sense and really opened my eyes to a lot of different things and I had my own kind of like awakening in the beginning of 2021 and well it's not the beginning I would say probably 
maybe around like after March, like after March is April. So maybe around like April time, um, I started having this like awakening within my political views and just like doing my own research on things of that nature that interests me. And I had already previously felt like this modern day hookup culture is just garbage. Um, it doesn't make you feel empowered to have your heart on the line constantly for people and getting it broken because a lot of people are not looking to marriage when they're entering in relationships. And that's just, that goes for a lot of people nowadays. You know, I still do see friends of mine that are you know, my age or younger or maybe a little bit older than me that are now getting into, you know, serious relationships where they've had a baby, they're getting married, and, you know, they're making the commitment to each other. And then I also have other friends that unfortunately are, you know, without their father of their child or the significant other that, you know, initially everyone was like, you guys are going to last, like, oh my god, best couple ever and those people break up too um I don't remember where I was going with that uh but you know I just think that the modern day hookup culture has caused such a toxic environment because in reality when we start to look to our futures of what we want you know a lot of us do want a family like our families that we've come from you know if you're in a uh, a family where you have mom and dad maybe dad's stepdad but they've been married for most of your life and that's who you see as your father figure rather than coming from a single home and um or there's people that came from single homes and you know divorced families and such like that and they want to make a difference in their life going forward and they want to find a partner that can help them provide the life that they weren't afforded as a child with them and build together but essentially what i've seen is is that this narrative of there's that there's like a it's a one or the other that it's like it's a mutual exclusivity like you can only have a career or you can only have a family and that means having kids and being married and that's something that has really been like pushed a lot onto women and you know speaking on it from how I see it is is that these things shouldn't be mutually exclusive I really do see that there are scenarios where women enter into marriages with men who do not allow them to pursue their careers and they have to give all that up and that is unfortunate but if you really think about it that person wasn't meant for you that's why you're miserable <laughs> like like if you really think about that like if you want to be a homemaker you want to be a homemaker if you want to go and you know be where you start a family with someone and then go and be a girl boss 
you should find a man that supports that dream for you. And some people don't even know what they want until they get into that situation. But I think that before you get into either of those situations, you should be thinking about what you want. Because you can't just kind of just glide through life like wondering like, oh, I don't know if I want to or if I don't want to because at the end of the day, like, we're not eternal. Are you really going to wait until maybe you're in your 40s to, like, decide that I want to get married? Which, if that's your choice, that's your choice. And there are women that have made that decision, and I'm not talking badly onto them, but do any of those women in that category have regret of not trying to be more serious when they were younger and starting a family because the older we get there's fertility issues there's you know life that happens and then there's the other things that we don't really consider is is like if I have a child at 40 years old when my kid turns 18 I will be 58 my parents are 28 years older than me so god willing if they're still alive during that time that would be them what what did i say it would be like 68 68 and then they'd be like 86 something like that (laughs) like if i did the math correctly um but we don't really consider the fact that you know Things that might be really important to us in our life, like our parents meeting our children, we would be missing out on holding back for so long to start a family. And if you want to build a career, you can find a man who wants to do that with you, where he wants to, you know, maybe be the person who raises the kids. Because I was listening to the spillover with um, Alex Clark and she had on Isabel Brown and Morgan Zagers and you know Isabel Brown was talking about how her mom got a job when she was like in elementary school and that there was a year where her dad basically did everything where he did their you know buns for ballet and they called him the the manny and all that stuff and you know A man that wants to support his woman would do those things because a real man doesn't let what other people would have to say about him affect the way that he loves his children and helps his wife pursue her dreams because he knows that that would make her happy. Like, that's true love. Like, if a dude isn't going to let you follow your dreams, like, now granted, like, if your dreams include, like, you going and being promiscuous out in like around the world or you know being like something that like a sex worker or like a porn star like those are like things that like if that's you that's you but like was that something that your husband knew prior to getting married you know like and then that's different but like if you're just following a career path that is like you know not a moral question but a career path that is just, you know, something that brings you fulfillment and happiness, then you should be able to do it if your husband actually loves you and isn't psycho. Because I think it's psycho when people hold people back from doing what they want to do with their lives and 
just tell them like no you're locked in this house like you're my prisoner and you're gonna cook and you're gonna clean and you're gonna do all these things like like that's that's not like what the agenda is that like is being pushed by either side like that's like literally like the worst case scenario but like one side of the aisle is taking that and is like running with it like it's a bad thing there's people that look to that in their lives and that want that for themselves and I do one day want to be a mother that does stay at home with her kids and helps raise them and get them to the point in their lives where you know I don't have to worry about someone else instilling really important things in their you know early fundamental years that I should have been doing rather than giving it to someone else so you know that's personally me I don't even know when I would do that because you know I was (laughs) had a panic attack today when I was thinking about what they were talking about on the spillover because they were talking about what age is when you start to panic and I was like oh my gosh, the pandemic took like literally a whole year from me and I'm about to turn 24. And thinking about that, I've always told myself since I was literally in first grade that I wanted to have my first baby by 28 because my mom was 28 when I was born. And that means I have four years before that happens. And then... I want to get married before I have a kid. I'm not, you know, I want to do it the way that, like, is just, like, the way that, okay, it's not like it's bad if you did it this way and then you got married. Not saying that. I'm just saying that I know that my mom and my dad had my brother before they were married. Then they had me when they were married. And I just want to do that differently. And I think that that's not bad to say. Like, I think that my parents would be proud of me to want that for myself to avoid unnecessary pain and heartbreak. Because inherently, like, you know, if if someone says that marriage is just like a piece of paper or like just like a title, like, that's not really, you know, the person you want to be with because... Marriage is something that's way more than what everyone is making it out to be. It is your, it's like the epitome of love. And people take it for granted. Like, the divorce rate in the United States is 50%. (laughs) Like, that is a lot. Like, so you basically are literally flipping a coin when you decide that you want to marry someone to see if it's going to work out and that's that's an indicator that (laughs) y'all people are not taking it serious enough at all and there's like scientific research that backs you know the fact that if a kid comes from a home that has both parents in it that they're less likely to be delinquent growing up that's some criminal justice stuff for you and you know the less likely is the part that is saying that this is a statistic this is not representative of like every single person that they're going to be a delinquent just because their parents were divorced no one is saying that unless you don't know statistics but you know it's it's more likely that it would happen than a kid that 
comes from a home with both parents. At times, there are kids who are POSs and they will do what they will do and it doesn't matter to them that they came from a loving home. You know, there's there's serial killers that have probably come from, you know, homes with both parents in them. So we have to consider that, that there's just little psychos out there and psychos will do what psychos will do. But, you know, I just think that the biggest thing that I have been thinking is what is my purpose in life? You know, we all have to think about what our purpose is. How are we going to go about XYZ? And I believe that my purpose in life is to be a voice for the voiceless. I have passions that extend through helping the battered women that are located in South Florida. I have passions that extend to homeless students in Miami-Dade County Public Schools. I have passions that extend to, you know, caring about issues in countries that my lineage comes from like when everything that was going on with SOS Cuba like I felt it in my soul and there's always something the United States can do to intervene and to you know show their big stick but yet people nowadays think that it's just hands off and like I also just want to say it was disgusting absolutely disgusting to see the you know the real faces that came out with people that are you know communists it was literally disgusting because it isn't a political opinion to say that the communist dictatorship in cuba doesn't work and let its people down and you want to just blame it on embargoes, well, aren't Russia and Cuba allies? Why didn't Russia help them? Oh, right, because they didn't want the help. They don't care to help them. So just to throw it on us, like as if, you know, (laughs) like, oh, the United States is so bad because of XYZ and da-da-da-da-da, don't even want to get into it too deep. That's why I'm making all these noises because it's like, At the end of the day, I can't have an argument with someone who doesn't want to see my side, that doesn't even want to open their ears. I listen to what y'all have to say 90% of the time, and y'all includes, like, the people who I used to affiliate myself with, which was, you know, the whole being feminist and, like, you know, wanting to have all these things. But I really took a step back and I said, I've been a registered Republican since I was 18 years old. And the more that I learn by reading our constitution and reading on issues, it's like, this is the manual to which we operate. And if you don't want to follow the user manual, I'm sorry, but if you don't like it, then leave. Like, there's a reason why everyone comes to America pursuing an American dream, and that dream includes hard work, and I understand that not everyone's afforded the same opportunities, 
because I am one of those people who have not been afforded all those opportunities. Um, You might have some misconception based off the way I speak or how I look. And some people, you know, like to use this as an insult, calling me a white girl, calling me a Karen, all these other things. Okay, call me what you want. But I'm pretty sure you didn't go to like all black schools and EOC schools and actually like immerse yourself in being like I like, you know, essentially like I grew up with like with ghetto influence in my life because my family came from ghetto and that's just what that was like back then. And we've come a long way from that. And just because I'm more educated now and I know how to speak. People feel the need to disrespect me and call me things like that just because I can conduct critical thinking and I think that that's pathetic. So, you know, people are going to say what they want to say, but at the end of the day, I really don't care. Um, But going back to the issue of dating... Another thing that I'm not going to put up with is, is I'm not going to put up with a liberal as a boyfriend. I am sorry to all the liberal boys who want to try to reach out to me and message me and talk to me and do all this stuff. I know what I want in my life and I don't want to date a guy who's a liberal and I don't want to date a guy who, you know, is a Democrat because I don't we have to believe in the same you know way like ways of government and have the similar beliefs I'm not saying that that's the only thing that would make the relationship because the other parts that make the relationship to me is love is connection is patience is sacrifice and you know wanting to be a protector like I want a man that's going to protect me if he needs to I don't see anything wrong with that. If I need to protect myself, I will. I'm a concealed carry holder. So, you know, if I need to protect myself, I will. But why would I want to have to do that if I just find a man that fits the needs that that I need? That's not selfish because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to have to be getting into fights with dudes. Like, yeah, I can defend myself, but I'd rather have someone that'll protect me because at the end of the day, that person that's going to protect me, if that becomes my future husband, he's going to protect our children. And like, I don't want a man that is going to allow anyone or anything to harm our family and stay silent and do nothing about it because that is weak because I've already dealt with that and you know the other thing that I wanted to touch on was is like I believe that God designed me to be exactly who I am and I believe that the trials and tribulations that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has put in front of me were all to forge me in fire because this year was so extremely painful for me when I lost my uncle on March 1st and it gets me emotional like I can feel it like up here in my brain very weird don't even know but talking about it it still bothers me because it was very tragic to have a loved one be the victim of such egregious neglect and financial exploitation and abuse 
and just, you know, going down the rabbit hole of looking into the agencies involved and seeing all the spider webs and seeing all these links and, you know, I'm still actively working on that case um, because I got a case open with the Office of Professional Guardians and I don't want to talk too much about it just because there's evil in the world. And, you know, I just think about how I don't even need to address that level of evil because that level of evil already knows what's up. So they already know they can catch these hands. <laughs> um, but I went through a lot emotionally losing my uncle. I cried probably every night for maybe a month and a half, two months. Um, I had to grow up really fast. Like, I had to be there for my family and do things that they didn't have the strength to do in the time. And I'm glad that I did them because I was able to, you know, find out more to add to the case that we are building. But it was so difficult. And it just reminded me of the time when I was in first grade and I had this puppy and this puppy was getting seizures and I had to give the puppy corn syrup in its mouth whenever it had a seizure because it had diabetes. It was a like really small puppy, like a couple weeks old. And I just remember the like how scared I was doing that and how like heartbroken I felt because I just wanted to cry I didn't want to have like I was in first grade like I didn't want to have to be holding a little puppy while it's like dying and having to put corn syrup in its mouth to keep it alive like it just felt so traumatic to me and then that puppy passes away and it really bothered me and that was the first time in my life that I felt like a devastation like that and that feeling felt like ultimate to me for a while like I was like oh like I don't want to love anything like that anymore I don't want to put myself in a position where I'll lose something like that and it was something I ran away from a lot but losing a loved one is something you don't run away from because you spend every day loving each other and calling people and sometimes you take people for granted and you think they're always going to be here and um yeah you know it's difficult but that really taught me mental toughness because God really challenged me in those dark times where I had to, you know, come to my knees praying and asking God to help give me guidance and reassurance and support to keep going and to keep fighting and keep learning. And I really devote myself to the cause that I'm pursuing, which is to bring justice to my uncle and to other people with intellectual disabilities who are victims of guardianship abuse and exploitation and neglect. 
and it's something that I'm actively working on and it's in my literature review. I'm writing a 20-page literature review on elder abuse and then I'm doing my thesis on a case study which I won't talk too much about because it might end up in a journal, who knows. But I know that God put me through what I went through to prepare me for the breakup that was to come, that was inevitable because we grew apart and you're supposed to grow apart from people. It's just what it is sometimes. And like you're supposed to, well not grow apart, like you're just supposed to grow as a person and if you're not with the right person, they're not going to want to grow in the direction that you're growing and that's fine because I want to be with someone who's not going to make me feel bad when I talk about the things that I'm passionate about. I don't want to be with someone who makes me feel like I'm too much or that won't defend me or someone who is going to you know demonize me for my stances rather than discussing it with me because I'm not closed-minded I'm not a bigot I can have a conversation with people so to sacrifice give your all to someone and then they're just like nah just kidding got too intense for me I'm outie like I don't I don't want to enter into that again um but essentially I know what I want and I want to be with a man who is Republican because I know that that will you know at least like align us in the things that we see in politics I want to you know I don't know what like level of like Republican I go to with that because I consider myself conservative in most areas of politics uh, rather than others. So I maybe someone that has similar views to me in that way that maybe it's like a confused <laughs> uh, Republican. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not necessarily like like confused. I'm just like learning myself. So I don't want to put a hard label on like anything because I'm learning every day and like what feels more right to me. Um, but I will also say that, you know, I want to more so like address like just the idea of having like a person that's building with you, like expanding on that. Like for me, I want to be with someone who sees what I want to do in my life and is like Maya wants to be in politics one day and Maya wants to start a nonprofit organization that is going to help these types of people because she's so dang passionate about that and it's so near and dear to her heart and I love seeing her follow her dreams that's the man that I want to be with and you know to me talking about that like that fills my heart because I know that one day I will find someone that's like that and hopefully I'm not out of my years of fertility when I find that person but I just know that I don't think I have to give up following my career to build a life and that's something that 
was like a pill that was like being forced down your mouth to swallow and I wanted to be a women's studies major and then I was like let's not do that because when I looked on Google you can't do anything with that degree but I did take a class and you know at the time I was vulnerable like I you know had bad experiences and trauma that was used as a way of like bringing me in and then attacking it constantly and like reopening the wound and blaming the system and blaming men and doing all this stuff and I'm not saying that not that there's no men out there that are discussing creeps because obviously we see that in Hollywood we're not denying that but not every man is like that and that's like the ideology that was being pushed is like all men are like this and it really just gets you to like a point where you just feel like you're angry all the time and you just want to yell at somebody and I am no longer like that because I've slowly begun to awaken to this like I'm opening my eyes I'm traveling to different states I'm meeting new people from all different walks of life and this narrative that was pushed on to me because it worked where I was because I was on a college campus in South Florida and like yeah a lot of dudes in South Florida are the grime they are the grime bro like if you ever go to the wharf in Miami you will see the grime there like I hate going out in Miami I will just say it right now one because it's just not safe anymore like some dude walked up to a guy that was eating dinner with his like his son that was like I think like one or two years old and he was tripping on mushrooms and he was on a trip from Georgia and he shot him in the back of the head that's a no thank you for me I don't want to be around any of that and then also I don't want to see people from my old high school Tara environmental I don't want to see you (laughs) I don't want to say hello to you because a large majority of the people I knew there were mean to me because in high school I wasn't that cute and (laughs) I won't even say names but like whenever I think of that school I just think of this girl I used to play softball with that I played softball with like down to like rec like before even like we got into high school and she was so mean to me and talked so badly about my parents and demonized my parents for like basically like loving me like oh I'm sorry that your parents aren't involved with the sport that you do and like you know that I'm just an easy target because I was a little overweight at the time and you know not that cute like I'm sorry that I was an easy target for you to make fun of and at the time I couldn't handle that stuff so It's not like I'm avoiding the wharf because I can't defend myself verbally to someone. It's just I'd rather not disrupt my energy because, like, I just don't have time for that. Like, I don't need to disrupt my energy to engage with people that treated me badly when I was in high school. Like, that's that's whack. (laughs) Like, it's like that, what is that song? It's like by Bia Bia. It says, it's like, it's like when you hang around with, like, fake 
B words that you don't like, like that's that energy I don't like or something like that. Like I don't understand people that keep friendships with people that are like egregiously like disrespectful to your friendship. Like I am not friends with one person, not one person that has ever said an insulting thing to me or has been rude to me. Never have I ever stood friends with someone like that. I don't put up with disrespect because I love everybody. So, I will only not love you if you're rude. Like, respect is earned, not given. I always treat people with the utmost kindness and respect. I'm very, you know, hospitable when I have people that come over. I like to take care of my friends. I'll cook for them. I'll get them whatever they need to drink and XYZ and that's how I am when I meet everyone. So if I treat you so well like that and then you come back to me months later and are rude to me and then months later are even more rude to me because of my political affiliation and you talk badly behind my back and undermine my intelligence making it seem like I was just grief stricken and I became Republican like sweetie I've always been a Republican that never changed I was just angry but I still voted how I was supposed to and that's the end of story so (laughs) what's not clicking Steven But yeah, anyways, got off on a little angry tangent. Um, Yeah, so essentially like I go to a lot of turning point conferences lately and I will say that there are these different like types of guys that I see and I will say that I will never more than likely be with a conservative microphone guy the way that Alex Clark was talking about like that's just not for me um I don't like I just it's like two of the same energy doesn't match and like I'm also not fake so I'm not gonna like play along with you and be fake AF just not gonna happen I really see myself with a man who's like a businessman who has conservative values and you know that we meet in on I don't know like how conservative I go with that as far as like that level of politics it's just something that I guess I'll have to explore when I find that right guy but I definitely know that I'm no longer dating to just play around I'm dating to marry because Maya Elias wants to get married one day and she wants to have babies and I do want to have a homestead I want to have like freaking 50 acres of land I want to have like ATVs and horses and I want a lake and I want a look a gun range and a freaking like hidden wall that when you push it open with your fingerprint you got all this like just all this like firearms like I love guns which is like another thing like (laughs) late insertion like I love guns they're so fun So yeah, to finish up that last part, uh, guns are really fun, I'm super duper into them, and that is definitely something that is like a absolute deal breaker for me in my future husband, like he has to like firearms, that's, 
that's another one I'm just not putting up with. Like, I'm not putting up with someone who's scared of guns and doesn't like me owning my own firearms. Like, the right to bear arms is our constitutional right so that we can protect ourselves against a tyrannical government. And also, guns are important because people are crazy AF out there on the streets and people do home invasions and do robberies and all these other things so if they have a gun why shouldn't I and yeah that's just my case in point on that but it was really really great talking to you guys this whole time I'm so glad you guys stick around to the end and make sure you give your girl a follow on the Instagram and the Tiki Talks. And my username is at M as in Mary, A as in Apple, Y as in Yellow, A as in Apple, A as in Apple, E as in Elephant, E as in Elephant, L as in Larry, I as in Igloo, E as in Elephant, U as Umbrella, and S as in Snake. And that spells Maya Elias. And the reason why my <laughs> my username is that, it's actually the phonetic pronunciation of my last name because everyone just destroys it. They slaughter it. So I just decided to make my usernames the phonetic pronunciation of my name. So yeah. Also, a last little insertion here. I'm currently a grad student. If you didn't already catch the vibe, me talking about my thesis and my literature review, getting my master's degree in criminology and criminal justice next summer. So I will be out here wearing the robe walking across the stage next summer. And yeah, y'all have a really great week. And I hope that you all subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like this. Make sure you comment, share with your friends. And yeah, love ya. Bye!